and welcome to Soul Glow, a one-of-a-kind podcast about the experiences of your favorite three first-generation Americans. Send this here with episode seven, Colorism. Hi guys, and welcome back to Soul Glow. Today we're going to be talking about colorism, which is a big topic or a big concern for us because it is prevalent within the communities that are within the Muslim communities. For example, I think the issue is most prevalent in um, South Asia, Southeast Asia. It's also really prevalent in East Asia, the Latin American communities and the black community as well. And um, yeah, it's just really important. And this will probably be a short podcast because Sundas and Hanin don't have like personal experience with it, I don't think. Like, I'll just hear like certain, like my relatives will say some stuff and I'm just like, mm, that seems kind of. Yeah, that's it. that's like in Bangladesh too. Like when I went, um, well, okay, so my aunt, like whenever we went outside, like to touristy places, cause obviously it's super hot there and we went during the summer and she was like, oh, I need to apply my like skin whitening cream. When oh we God. get home, and I was like, um, and I went on this rant to try to like mitigate it, but you can't really reverse the effects exactly, of that yeah. on like people, especially at her age. Like, I feel like I feel like we always talk about like the young generation is so much more progressive, and we are, but there's still some people who like, uh, are like I've I've heard some things over the years where it was like Me I don't too. think this is okay, but they're my friends so it's whatever and it's also like i feel like i've seen people like in our community sometimes like not be colorist but maybe have like some internalized colorism like by the things that they say or like the things that they do or like the things that they say and obviously like it's a lot better that they're not projecting it on someone else but it also makes me feel sad when they're experiencing it because you can tell how this subject affected them or like as they were growing up because for example like i'm i don't know what my skin tone is but i'm definitely like darker i think like i don't think i i'm definitely not light-skinned at all but you see people like on tv in our home countries that are strictly like light skin there's no dark skin people back home in our countries that are on tv or have the same success because um in those type of communities your skin color plays a role in if you get a job or if or how people treat you or how people talk about your face or your overall beauty and I think it's a really big problem and it's not there's not much being done to mitigate that and I think there's not much that can be done until just gradual change until it kind of dissipates but yeah it's really difficult and for one thing I have an issue with is companies in the US like Olay and L'Oreal and Johnson and Johnson and Unilever and Procter and Gamble they push out 
like statements on black lives matter yeah but then they go to other countries and sell skin whitening creams because they know that there's a very big market for that and and also skin lightening creams can also be harmful physically harmful to people's skin because it's unnatural yeah and also like celebrities who post about like let's say like bollywood stars exactly like priyanka chopra Chopra, shahrukh khan and literally they have so many where they're sponsored by things like fair and lovely and they promote that it's very hypocritical and you can tell that they're just doing it because it's what's i guess trending right now and it's just another form of performative activism so it's just annoying i've never but I do have like friends who have and um what's it called? Like I remember one of my friends who's Sudanese was basically light skinned sort of, but mm-hmm. like kind of just like in between. And she was telling us about how there was this one time where there they were she was like walking the street and her grandma was like her grandma was basically referring to them who are like her family who's her skin color or her skin complexion as white and then the other darker black people as black yeah and i think that's a big problem that divides people of many different communities like for example um obviously i'm not a part of the latin american community but i've seen a lot of people speak out about the topic and a lot of them have said that even if you're afro-latino a lot of older family members don't view themselves as black even though they have even though they look black and they would be treated as black by for example an american police officer or people in america but they view themselves as different just because they have that different um ancestry in latin america and i think that's a really big issue because it just divides us even more and divides various communities even more and it just i think an important thing to remember is that the communities that we come from can be like the most racist like there's so many people in bangladesh or like um like people in south asia who do not like black people or different races and it's just because of that internalized like colorism and racism within our communities that's also a problem in east african countries like i realized because um i guess since they view themselves as closer to like arab countries and they're not they don't think of themselves as black so like how you were saying with afro-latina people and they're just like they don't view themselves as black but you are and like you said, a police officer in this country, United States isn't gonna look at you and be like, oh, where are you originally from? Like, and- Like they're gonna view you as the same. Exactly, and that's annoying when a lot of people don't support Black Lives Matter movements here and talk bad about African-Americans here. It's like, how are you gonna say this and you're black as two? Yeah. And I forgot to go over the actual, like, dictionary definition of colorism. 
But colorism is prejudice or discrimination, especially within a racial or ethnic group, favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. And that's from Merriam-Webster. And I feel like it's, I think most people know what colorism is, but it's good to know the exact definition of it when we're talking about it because it's not exactly the same as racism, but it's really similar. Yeah. And I feel like it's more subtle. Like, you'll hear people be like, like, I've heard people be say, oh, I don't want to go outside. I'm going to get darker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's kind of more subtle. Or you'll see how in TV shows or movies when they put, like, when there's a black role or someone, an African-American person in the movie or TV show, they're usually light skin and they're not dark. Especially in, like, the and- music industry, the way that, like, male, like, I see I see it a lot for like uh African American male rappers they'll try to like bring down dark skinned women in their own community yeah. try to like exactly like, calling them ugly yeah. or calling them I heard like really terrible things and it's, it's or even in like real life like social media and TikTok and platforms like that people glorify light skins or like being light skin and then they yeah. fetishize having mixed race babies and that just does not sit yeah, right yeah. with me at so all weird. and also like you were saying in social media how on tiktok there's it's like really trendy to have it'll show like lots of beautiful women you know that one where it's like yeah like beautiful women all over the size. world yeah and then when they show african-american women or black women there's not a lot of dark-skinned women it's more light-skinned women so you can tell and that's that's so prevalent in brown communities as well because when you see like oh beautiful women from india or bangladesh or pakistan and they're all like light-skinned aishwarya Mm -hmm. rai or like priyanka chopra and it's like that's not like the representation of actual people who are living in those communities or like i've even seen recently on tiktok because i am on like the brown side of tiktok Uh there were like recently there was this whole thing of like north india versus south india and i saw a lot of colorism like in comments and in videos from that and it was just not and it's important to point out that um to point out that Colorism, I think, stemmed mainly from European colonization because all of the countries or areas that we mentioned before that are greatly affected by colorism or that colorism is very prevalent there were the direct, like, victims of colonization. And the reason why lighter skin tones and Eurocentric features are praised and idolized are because those were the people who are at the top of society for so long that it just became ingrained within the countries and the cultures and the people to idolize people like that um and it's even like also again with the like trend of putting like oh beautiful women all over the world or beautiful men all over the world they always put people with eurocentric features like small noses like the very like european 
esque face with nothing wrong with that if you have features like that because all features are beautiful in their own way but it's not right to put down other people who don't have features that are from a different race you know what i mean yeah like it's not it's not realistic to expect that and also another part of that is in south asia and latin america um in south asian there's the caste system and in latin america uh la sistema de casta which is the same thing but basically it puts people who are mixed race which tended to have lighter skin for example mulattoes or mestizos and in india or south asia people with lighter skin at the higher level or the higher places up in the pyramid of caste and that also plays a role in discrimination in the workplace in job hunting and all that stuff too i feel like uh since i've never really experienced this i kind of just have like a question but from viewing it as like an outsider um is there like are women more affected by this than men um i think so i think so um i think that's also a product of just general misogyny i think women everywhere have higher expectations to be like beautiful according to a set standard that was usually set by people in europe and i think that always affects women more than men but I won't say that men don't face it because they definitely do. Because like even again on TikTok, like people in America glorify like light skinned men and then they just disregard dark skinned women and men. So just overall, it's toxic and it's something that needs to change within ourselves and our communities and our societies and it can only stop if we start talking about it and talking about its effects on people around the world and people in America as well, because it does affect people in America, especially within the black community. Yeah, and also it's important for like a lot of people think, oh, that's just normal. That's just how things are. But still, you should still talk about it. Try to and then it. another side of the conversation is that people who are light-skinned are often deemed like not blank enough like for example if you're um you're half white or half indian you're half white and half indian i mean people won't view you as indian enough or if you're half mexican and half white you're deemed as not mexican enough just because you have light skin which i'm not saying is the same as the plights of dark-skinned people that they face but that's also a huge problem that's often overlooked because it's on the light-skinned side did you see that video of on tiktok of this woman and woman and she has this little girl with her and they're in the car and it's like i think they're indian and the little girl is like dark-skinned so she's talking about her sister and she was saying how her sister is pretty and then the lady was like, oh, what about you? you? You think you're gonna be pretty when you grow up? And she was like, I don't, I don't know. My skin isn't very light. 
the little girl mm, that's that. so was sad so it's like and that stuff is so like it's a learned it's exactly. not intrinsic to human nature at all so someone outside who's older than her is telling her these things and it's gonna set herself up for like Exactly. So, trauma. Yeah. Like since she's so young, you can tell just the environment that she's around. It's so ingrained, and, and from that young age, she's like, "No, I don't think so." So that was really sad. To yeah, think and, about. and 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 that that reminds me that in um, communities where colorism is prevalent, a lot of, a lot of the times you don't really have to be conventionally attractive to to be like considered conventionally attractive there as long as you have light skin like it doesn't really matter how you actually look but as long as you have light skin it's like oh you're so beautiful you're so pretty when most of the most beautiful people in the world are dark skin and people just overlook that because of the color of their skin and like you were saying it all goes back to the eurocentric beauty standard you know what i mean like so people will look at features on dark-skinned people and think that it's ugly, but it's just because it doesn't match the Eurocentric beauty standards. Like, people get nose jobs. Also, another thing on TikTok, you know how, I guess this isn't um, colorism, but it's kind of internalized racism. It all stems from the same thing, how that one um, Indian guy, how he got really popular and people were like, oh, you made it, you made it yes oh my gosh there's so much racism that's towards asians or specifically east and south asia that are just so normalized within our school system within our culture as americans that people overlook like for example a a brown kid would just be making a tiktok and the comments would be full of oh balji or ravi or stuff like that which doesn't seem like a big deal but it is yeah. because if or someone from like, another race did that they wouldn't get comments like that or someone that's like oh i don't know why this is but this is so attractive and you're like what do you mean you don't know why but exactly um it's so normalized and when you call people out on it they'll be like oh it's just humor it's dark humor uh. but it's not it's not well, right if it's on people yeah, it has effects on people, and why aren't you doing it for a different race? Why is this only applicable to brown kids or Asian kids? Exactly, and it's so know. normalized, and that's the big problem. It just, like, like rubs me the wrong way. And then a lot of, like, brown kids have internalized, internalized racism. Like you were saying, like, when a brown guy on TikTok is making a TikTok with old people are like, oh, he made it, like, oh my god, but that's just, you're putting down the other side of that race. Or if he has a white girlfriend, or he's with a white girl, and people are like, wow, you really made it, you really put on the map, that's really insulting to, like, Mm -hmm. like, South Asian women, right? We have to, like, I, obviously, like we were talking, we were talking about earlier, about how this is like learned behavior and stuff we have to start um we have to start like i don't know i just feel like empowering other people like especially people especially people of color like because like i don't know it's just 
we really get affected by like these beauty standards that are set and you and like you don't even realize it sometimes you're just like and you just need to like empower other people you know yeah and i feel like the biggest thing is just having representation in tv shows or movies or anything like that because exactly I when i was young no when, i was I when was... i was younger when i all i'd watch was disney Go. channel and or all the youtubes of videos i'd watch would be like oh blonde girls white girls and blue eyes and that's how the pretty girls looked so that's just how i and i was like comparing myself to them and i was like whoa how was that's why when I was younger, I globbed on to Lily Singh because she was like the only brown girl. Even even though she literally was not funny and she was really obnoxious. Yes, exactly. I remember But I just had I was, no other representation. Yeah, when I was younger, I remember nothing wrong with this girl, but literally I didn't I didn't like her content as much as liked other people, but the only reason I watched her was because oh, she was black and she had curly hair like mine. So I just watched her videos, even though. And that's why I hate when people say that representation isn't a big deal because you can't say to them it's not a big deal when you haven't experienced it. Like someone really tried to tell me that it doesn't really matter. I'm like, who told tell, you that? tell that to younger Ira who was literally riddled with insecurity. Just exactly. because looked. And that's the problem with like, for instance, in The Hate You Give, I remember in the book they were talking about how she was a dark-skinned black girl, but the person that they put, I don't know if they said that specifically, but I heard that people say that, and then in the movie, they, it was it, like- it was a light lighter black girl, and so lots of people were complaining about that, but then I'd read comments that were like, it's not that big of a deal, like, what's your problem? But it is a big deal if that's the only thing that kids will see or the only thing that you're exposed to. Yeah. So that's why I respect Zendaya so much, because she turns down roles if she knows that the character is supposed to be a dark-skinned girl because she's mixed, and she yeah. is light-skinned. So. And just little stuff like that is really nice to see. Yeah. Because it builds up. Yeah, it really does. And that, that's why I'm so happy seeing more representation, because it's so... I feel like it was so integral to how I developed as a person. Yeah, but sometimes it backfires. Like when they have Muslim or like hijabi girls in TV shows. Yes. And she ends up taking yeah. her hijab. Girl. Yeah. We, I'm literally trying to make a Muslim show or something because people just cannot do it right. Exactly. Like how hard is it to do a little bit of research? Did you see that one show where at the end they showed her praying but like she was praying with I don't know. I don't know what she would look so weird. It was so she, like wrong. laid down on the floor. I saw that too. Was, I was like, girl, wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, and that's why I. That's why I really liked. Uh, Never have I ever. That was such a good TV show, and they. Oh, never have I ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. And- yeah, I don't know. People were mad because they thought that it was bad representation. But I thought that it was good because it actually portrayed, like, a brown family being normal. Like, as close to normal exactly. as it can be. Like, it didn't have... Like, like it wasn't... It didn't have, like, 
an awful like butchered version of representation yeah yeah and it didn't portray her as like oh like i hate my culture and i'm going to try and whitewash myself so hard like it didn't have that So yeah. So how was y'all's like, day? Um, it was pretty boring. I'm not gonna lie. Like I woke up pretty late, like I always do. But on Eid, I usually wake up really early, and then we prayed prayer at home, and then my mom took me to all these like places, like lighting places, because she needs to pick out lighting for our house, and it was so boring and it was so embarrassing because like I wore this new outfit because I needed like the validation like the feeling that Eid gives me because I always dress up for Eid like no fail mm-hmm. yeah. so I was just looking like a clown all dressed up to these random stores in like Athens <laughs> and I was really tired and then I got Chick-fil-A yeah, the at night just, the vibes are not good this way. and then I got Chick-fil-A at night because my parents didn't want to eat out and they ate at home, so I had to take myself to Chick-fil-A. I don't know why, yeah. praying, praying at each prayer at home made me really sad. Like, it made me really I know. Yeah. What is this? It's just it not was the not the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, for us, I guess it was a little better because my uh, cousins came. So, like, still, I woke up late, too. So, like, my whole family was already downstairs and stuff. And I just came downstairs in my pajamas, and my mom was like, go change. So I, I wore this, like, me and my mom and my sister got these matching gelabias from Egypt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, and, and it turns out my aunt has one, too, and my other cousin. So I guess we all matched. But what happened? So, yeah, I just wore that. I didn't even put on makeup. And then later... My cousins had Eid money or whatever, so we drove them to the store so they could buy gifts, me and my brother. And then we came home and just ate dinner. It was kind of lame. But then the next day was fun. We went to that waterfall. But yeah, but the fun thing that I did on Eid was I did my makeup and then I did a little clothing haul. Oh yeah, that was for fun. For the five followers I have on my spam. But it was quite enjoyable so that was, that was really nice cute. that was really cute i was like that was nice. yeah oh, because yeah. i went thrifting and i did some online shopping so it was pretty like it was kind of therapeutic it was nice um and yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this episode on colorism please follow us on instagram and twitter at soul glow podcast And yeah, have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.